0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope.
1: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Love caused your incarnation. Love brought you down to me. Your thirst for my salvation Procured my liberty, O love beyond all telling that led you to embrace in love all love excelling our lost and fallen race. That was stanza four. And rarely is there a stanza so wonderful that captures our imagination with with the Lord's gospel, with His word of peace. With His comfort and His mercy and His forgiveness. His love that knows no limits and no bounds. His love that is for us. That's why we sing these hymns and it's why we hear these texts. It's why we listen to sermons and come to church so that the Lord's love would capture us. And have us and hold us secure. And so it is again today. We have the second Sunday in Advent and we know that, we know that Advent is given over to these comings of our Lord, that He, that He came and that He continues to come and that He will come again, especially today that He'll come to judge the living and the dead. But you say, Pastor, we just had that. We just had that two weeks ago with the last Sunday of the church here, the Lord coming in triumph. We had this confession in the creed that He will come to judge the quick and the dead, explained again. But we need to remember, I think it's only been two weeks, but we always already forget that Jesus is coming. That Jesus is coming for you. The beauty, though, in Advent is that we get to to consider this second coming of Jesus squeezed in between the consideration of His always coming and His first coming. That That Jesus came already in our flesh and blood to bear our sin and our guilt and our death and to give us salvation and life and the forgiveness of sins. And that Jesus continues to come to us in His Word and in His sacraments to give us the victory of the cross, to dump all of these gifts right on top of our heads, His mercy and His blood and His name and His friendship and His holiness and His life and forgiveness. He he pours all that out on us constantly. So it is when we consider finally that Jesus will come again in power and that He will come again in great glory like the text says, We know that the Jesus who comes in power and the Jesus who comes in great glory is the same Jesus who came in humility and the same Jesus who comes in mercy. The one who died for us is the one who is returning for us. So that this second coming of Jesus, this cosmic event that will mark the end of the universe, that this too, like everything else that Jesus does, is for you. And it is for your salvation. And we see this clearly in the Gospel text, Luke chapter 21. Jesus, uh, the context is, Jesus had just finished uh, his last public teaching in his ministry. It's Holy Tuesday in the text, uh, before Good Friday. And Jesus is in the temple, and He's teaching and giving instruction about all of these things. And then as the disciples and Jesus are leaving the temple to go back to Bethany, where they were staying that whole week, they're going back and they go down past the temple, and the disciples marvel, Lord, look at how big these rocks are. And Jesus says, these will all be thrown down one upon another, so that when they get to the top of the Mount of Olives, which is you know on the way over to Bethany, and they stop there on the top of the mountain for a rest, the disciples say, Jesus, tell us when this will be. And what will be the signs of the coming of your age? And Jesus teaches them. He teaches them about the troubles of the last day. He teaches His disciples about the difficulties that will spread through over all the face of the earth. And He describes here and in a number of other places, this is really all throughout the Bible, how on the last day when all things are falling apart, the world will be violently shaking. Now, we want to make no mistake that this passage, as every passage is about the Lord's return, is for us a passage of warning. Jesus is warning us that these things will come upon us, and he gives us instruction, command to watch and to be alert and to pray that we will have strength to endure that day. But this passage from Luke chapter 21 is especially given to us for our comfort. In fact, throughout the text, Jesus will make comments, or promises really, teaching us the joy and the comfort of the last day. And He is doing this to give us peace. To still our hearts. So that as we wait for that day, and as we see that coming, as we see that day coming, we will not be afraid, but the opposite, that we would long for that day. And we would pray for that day. And we would look with joyful expectation for the coming of our Lord Jesus. But this is the question for us today. The question to answer is how this can be. How can we long for and desire the end of all things? How can we pray for Jesus to return when we know that on that day the earth will be dissolved with fire and the stars will fall into the sea The answer is in the words of Jesus. And they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise up your head because your redemption is drawing near. When all of these things happen, when all of the world begins to crumble, when the last day starts, Jesus gives us the instructions to straighten up and to lift up our heads because, did you hear it? Our redemption is drawing near. Redemption means to buy something back. To ransom something. Like at the pawn shop. You take your watch to the pawn shop and you give it to the guy. And then you have some money a few weeks later. So you go back and you, and you pay the, the, the price to get your watch back. That's redemption. And the Bible says that Jesus is our Redeemer. That He is the one who has purchased us. Purchased us from sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. And not with gold or silver, but with His holy precious blood and His innocent suffering and death. He is the one who is coming back. The one who bled for you. The one who died for you. The one who paid for you. The one who loves you with a love that's so fierce that He will let nothing stand between you and Him. Not death, not sin, not the devil, not the wrath of God, nothing. So when Jesus comes, it's your redemption coming, not your destruction Not your damnation. Jesus doesn't say, sit up straight and lift up your head because your judgment draws near or because your trouble draws near, but as your redemption draws near. And that's good news. Because you're a sinner. And you know what you deserve. You know what you deserve in this life. And you know what you deserve in the last day. We sit around every day breaking the Lord's commandments. We're guilty. But that guilt, dear saints, is taken away. Your shame is carried off. That's what the cross is about. And when Jesus comes again, He will not forget His death. He will not forget what He has accomplished already. Even when He returns, He still has His scars. He is and He will always be the Lamb of God who was slain. And this is good. Because His scars are your hope. And His wounds are your healing. His blood is your righteousness, which covers all your sins. And His death is your life. When Jesus comes, He brings all these things with Him your redemption draws near. And Jesus says even more. Verse 31, Jesus says, So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Our redemption draws near, but so does God's kingdom. And this is also good news because God's kingdom is your kingdom. We live right now in two kingdoms. We live in the kingdom of the world and we live in the kingdom of God. We have a dual citizenship, and the church is God's kingdom. It's like an embassy, really, in a hostile land. But when Jesus returns, all the kingdoms of this world will be brought under his reign. His kingdom comes. That's your kingdom. It comes in its fullest. And his kingdom is immovable, his kingdom is established his kingdom cannot be shaken that's why jesus says now in verse 33 heaven and earth will pass away but my word will not pass away this is an incredible picture of the end as the world is being shaken down and everything is flying off everything except for those things which have god's name on it those things with god's word it's like it's like going out to shake the the dust off of the off of the uh doormat you know how this goes And you go and you start shaking the dust and the rocks and the pebbles off of the doormat and you shake and you shake and everything's flying off except for those burrs that are stuck on there. And no matter how hard you shake, those burrs will never come off and the threads start to fall off before the burrs do. You shake and you shake and they're just stuck there. Well, that is you. (laughs) Because God's... Word is on you. His name is placed on your forehead. And no matter how violently this world is shaken, you will not be moved. Even if the stars are falling into the ocean and the mountains are falling into the sea, you will be still because you know that the Lord is God. On that last day, when everything is chaos, you will be at peace because the Lord has called you by His name. And the result of all of this The the result of your redemption drawing near. The result of the kingdom of God drawing near. The result of God's word not passing away is in the very last verse of the text, verse 36. When at last all of these things happen, you will stand before the Son of Man. This is our great hope. In the midst of all of the troubles of this life, at last, dear saints, you will stand before Jesus. In the midst of all of the bad news, in in, in the midst of all of the trouble, in the midst of all of the tragedies that happen out there in the world and even in your own heart and your own mind and your own conscience, in the end, you will stand before the Son of Man. After all of the trouble, after all of the difficulties, after all of the tears, after all of the dying, after all of the frightfulness of the, of the last day and of this world falling apart, after all of this, you will stand before Jesus and you will see His face. You will see His smile and you will know His love. For Jesus is coming, but the Jesus who is coming Is the Jesus who has come already. The Jesus who is coming is the Jesus who has breathed his last breath on the cross. The Jesus who is coming is your Jesus, your Savior, your Redeemer, and He is your friend. So, when you see all these things happening, sit up straight. And lift up your head. Your redemption draws near. Amen. Now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.